Welcome to the Relationship Cycle with Jorge and Nelsa, where we discuss dating and other significant relationships. Everybody, we are back with the Relationship Cycle with Jorge and Nelsa. So today we're on part two of how to recognize players and gold diggers. And we're focusing our energy tonight on the gold digger, which... Uh, Jorge, what would you say uh, a layman's definition is for a gold digger? I mean, basically somebody who's just after your pockets and after your finances. And that, you know, comes in all shapes and sizes. So that can come in any gender and any uh, Mm -hmm. individual. So it's important to pay close attention because there's definitely people out there who will take advantage of you and your resources and your funds. Right. Um, And, you know, just like our last episode focused on players, um, I think so often we've attributed certain terms in the past to certain genders. But like you're saying, um, you know, people are very gender fluid. Um, You know, we've got a whole spectrum of relationship types and uh, sexuality, you know, representation out there. So this episode isn't just about... um, the traditional sense of women being gold diggers, but anybody who is after your finances could, could fall into this um, category. And, you know, we were talking before the show about um, the Netflix show, um, the Tinder swindler, which uh, you and I both watched. And if you have not seen that, everybody, I do recommend it. Um, it, it was really eye opening that in this day and age, there are people who could be talked out of hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of credit and home financing and liquid assets. I was so stupefied, Jorge, about the women on the show who did not see what this guy's game was. Like, and I know that sounds judgmental. So let me say, you know, sitting back, you know, just like a guy watching a game or somebody watching a ball game, you can be a quarterback, um, armchair quarterback looking at the game <laughs> with the whole screen up. Was, you know, you got like 200, 300 something pound men coming at you and you got to throw the ball to the right person without even knowing that they've run their route correctly. That can be a bit challenging, but you know, looking at the show, of course, from the viewpoint of we kind of see it as it's playing out, but these women were up close and personal with this man. Like how I'm thinking to myself, how did you fall for this? Like this shit is crazy. Why would you even think that he was not swindling you or second guess him? But like so many, he had like what, three, four, maybe five or six women. He had, you know, gotten into the game and was using one lady's money to pay for the next woman that was up in the queue that he was ready to swindle. I mean, it was such a sophisticated game. It's like, why don't you just get a job? You're so smart at money. Why why would you try to do this to people? Um, it was I crazy. Got, I got one word for you. Love. <laughs> you know love, will make you, love will make you do some crazy stuff. I'm telling you, I've seen it. Yeah. With men, I've seen it with women. When you're in love, you can't reason with people in love. When you try to reason with somebody who's in love with someone, it's like trying to talk to trying to talk to a drunk person. Well, it is, and you know, is it, it really is love? Or are you it's just extremely, high? <laughs> it's extremely hard to get through somebody. 
Yeah. Listen, right. let's let's not even go too far. I'm gonna give you I'm gonna give yeah. you a quick story. So mm-hmm. uh the last official relationship that I was in, it was uh August of two thousand and nineteen is when it ended. Mm-hmm. So during that time that I was with this lady for about four months or so, mm-hmm. uh, I had a couple of close friends who told me, Jorge, that girl is not for you. <laughs> mm-hmm. Straight up, they told me. Two of my best, two of my best friends. And I was like, What do you mean? Like, what are you talking about? Like, she's cool. I even brought her to the family. Mm-hmm. Things were going well. And they were damn right. <laughs> they were spot on. <laughs> so what were the signs that they saw? Um that you I mean, they, So they were just like, you know what? I don't think that's the kind of girl that you want to settle down with. That's what they told me. And then another and then my <laughs> other guy, <laughs> my other buddy, my other buddy who's uh dating my cousin, he said, mm-hmm. um, that girl looks like uh she's very uh very bougie and very money driven he literally told me that mm-hmm. and i was like nah man you know she's a she's a single mom and you know she struggles and you know and that's what he told me and i was just like nah i didn't pay attention to it until obviously you know then i had to tell him hey you guys were right but that's the thing right like we keep hammering that point that mm-hmm. when we are infatuated when we are mesmerized Boy, yeah. that common sense just goes out straight out the window. Like high on all of those uh, endorphins, like we keep mm-hmm. talking about the chemical reactions that are going on. That you know, really, before you allow that stuff to settle down and give yourself time to like see if it's gonna last past you know the four or five months, six month phase. You know, we're already making major decisions. I think if anything comes out of these these you know shows, part one and two, and this whole podcast is give yourself enough time to look at the lay of the land before jumping into a quick impulsive sexually laced (laughs) you know decision because you know for some people they're targeting people who really don't have what they think they have you know there's so many people now you can rent like all sorts of luxury cars on Toro and you know different places now where you can get like an affordable rental to look apart on IG or Facebook or whatever your social is and then you get to you know know the person after a while and you realize like they probably don't even own a car so sometimes you the swindler gets swindled a little bit you know right that stuff right. from somebody and you really haven't given yourself enough time to you know, get to know them. Um, I don't know. It's just, it feels kind of crazy to me, but I know in our first episode, um, you talked about a young lady that you had met online. Uh, do you remember this story where, you know, they wanted to know, like, were you going to pay to, to date her basically? Oh yeah. She was, she was definitely on some sugar baby status and listen, I'm not trying to I'm not tr- trying to throw shade on anybody who gets down like that because that's their business. My, you uh, know, I, however, course. however, where I uh, didn't like her style was we went out on three dates mm-hmm. and we talked a lot even before those three dates. And before that, she never mentioned any of that as far as looking for a sugar daddy 
or that she had intentions of trying to be a sugar baby. Um, so that's where I had an issue because I'm like, yeah, it's just dishonest. Yeah, she was. You were being deceitful, or you were trying mm-hmm. to get me with some bait and hook switch, uh, you know, ordeal. And that's where I had an issue with her approach, because if she would have told me from the very beginning, the first conversations, hey, Jorge, I'm looking to be your sugar baby. I would have been like, uh, yeah, I, I'm, I don't get down with that. Good luck. Or that's not my style. Which is probably why she lied, because I'm like, if that's what your game is, I need to get you emotionally hooked. I mean, you know, it's almost like um a sales game i mean it's really like a sales game like let me show you all the reasons why i'm perfect for you let Mm -hmm. me show you all the reasons why you ought to want to be with me and then i get you hooked and you'll do whatever it takes to keep me around which is pay for this pay for that pay for this pay for that and again i'm like you i'm not throwing shade at anybody that you feel like that's your style of dating or that's your philosophy even like i have friends literally who have said they're looking for a man who, you know, pays for every date, that that should be the uh, expectation that, um, you know, for for them, they do want, you know, to be treated like a lady. Um, they want to be able to be in their feminine energy. You know, we've talked a little bit about that where, you know, they feel like, you know, hold the door for me. Um, pay for the tab, take me to places that I want to go, all of that. But I, when I think about it, it's like, well, you know, what is it that you're offering in return? Mm-hmm. Um, just because I guess I grew up in more of a, you know, more of a feminist household. I'm not going to say feminist, but, you know, I, my parents had worked out who was going to do what, but it was, it was sort of a, a meeting of the minds, you know, like, the way things were divvied out with my parents, I really didn't see my mom, you know, as so-called a traditional woman. She had some of those aspects, like she would cook, of course. My dad took care of the outside, but, you know, my mom had a job. She worked just like my dad did. Um, They both contributed to the household. They both, you know, worked together to build something as a, as a family unit. So I just was not really used to that. And, and I guess my expectation in dating, you know, it's great. The man pays for the meals or whatever. That's, that's cool. But I always wanted to treat because I felt like, yeah, men do um, a lot. Um, I can remember, and um, this is a true story. We're sharing things from our past, but uh, I was so okay with being good to um, one of my exes that, you know, I got him a ring. Like, I didn't feel like it was wrong for me to buy him uh, jewelry or whatever. And, you know, because a lot of men don't really get jewelry from women except for a wedding ring, right? Maybe watches or something. I don't know. Right. Uh, even though old people used to say you shouldn't watch for a man. So he's only looking at the time to see when he can leave you. Uh, super superstition, like that. <laughs> but um, yeah, buy too many ones. The ones I did get uh, or give away, they did uh, end up. Those relationships did end up dissolving. But I don't know. I just like, uh, shouldn't we be equally yoked? Like, and what does that mean in today's world? Does that mean that the man pays and 
the woman is his eye candy or do you play the part of I just will be seen and not heard? You know, I don't know. It's so confusing for me sometimes. Poppy is so confusing for me. It's a it's a it's a slippery slope. Um, And is that prostitution? You know, what's that? (laughs) You know, if the man pays for everything, like, do you owe him sex? Do you owe him time? Should you put everything down when he calls? Like, I guess I always think about what's fair or what's reasonable. I guess that's why I, sometimes I'm still dating, I suppose, because I'm still yeah, kind of confused. It, it, <laughs> listen, it's, yeah, it does make it challenging, especially with the way the dating world has just evolved and just become, you know, a completely different thing and just a big ass conundrum. But I do want to get into some red flags that we all need to be mindful of because these mm-hmm. are characteristics that anybody can have. Um, for example, if you meet someone and they are very interested in what you do or they mm-hmm. become a lot more interested in you after they find out what you do as far as for a living, uh, keep that in the back of your mind. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, because listen, there is nothing wrong with talking about work and telling someone what you do, but if this person seems so intrigued and finding out what you do and what you make, that's a red flag. Mm -hmm. Um, oftentimes people who are gold diggers, they tend, they love to encourage lavish spending with your money. (laughs) So also be mindful of that. Um, mm-hmm. also, um, you know, let's say if this person isn't working for long periods of time and they're always trying to lean on you for everything, that's a red flag. Cause listen, right. um, listen, I get it. People go on hard times. I've been, you know, laid off before, uh, I've lost my job before. Um, but you know, I still stayed on the hustle and try to look for work. But if you got somebody who's, you know, 30 something, 40 something years old and still trying to be a rapper, and he wants you to hold him down while he's trying to pursue this dream. Like, at, at what point do you look in the mirror and be like, okay, look, man, you're not going to be the next Eminem. So you need to go find yourself a real damn job because I can't keep holding you down and expect to, you know, to get where I want to be if you're not on my level. Right, right. Um, and I think, again, you know, when you're looking at, uh, like, the the old biblical term, equally yoked, it meant... That, you know, when somebody was plowing, they had the oxen, you know, you shouldn't have one big oxen and one little one or, you know, be so far apart in size and strength that it makes it harder to plow the land. So in a relationship, you know, should you have somebody who is either so high up the the ladder as far as power positions or money or uh, education even? that your partner feels out of place or mm. even a friendship, you know, not just even about, about dating relationships, but even in friendships, can you really have people who are so far apart in, you know, points of view, you know, politically or religiously, or, you know, even about food, like somebody's a, a meat eater and somebody's a vegetarian and they can't come to terms with, the ethical practice of eating eating meat or not 
you know, can you really stay in a relationship with someone who you don't have enough in common with them that it it feels comfortable being in their presence or that you feel like you've got to ride on them like a fungus on a tree in order to make it. You know what I'm saying? Like whether it's emotional, financial, or physical. You just, I mean, really, that's funny sounding, but like in the end, like what are you really looking for? And if you, and I'm telling you, I have seen enough Tinder profiles, people, Hinge, um, Facebook dating, <laughs> you know, we're looking for sponsors. Um, we've seen enough, I'm sure, between the two of us mm-hmm. that you've seen all sorts of shit on there that people are saying and doing. And it's just like, really? Really? You I mean, like, I'm always a little suspect when younger men, um, you know, hit like on my profile. Oh, I sugar have my mama. age on there. Sugar mama. Yeah. I'm like, boy, mom, I got kids your age. No. But, you know, then I've met some younger men who are like, you know, I'm a grown man and I handle my business. I take care of, you know, what I need to take care of. And I don't have any problem with older women. I'm not looking for you to take care of me. I'm looking for somebody that's interesting and, you know, talking like a grown man. And I'm like, that's refreshing. Right. So it's just like, (laughs) again, you know, equally yoked again, doesn't mean that you have to be the exact same age, that there can't be an age gap, but there's got to be enough commonality between you that you can both feel comfortable with whatever's going to go down. And it's consistent. I will tell you this. Um, So I have a buddy, a good friend of mine that I grew up with. And this guy is part owner of of a million dollar company. And Mm -hmm. if you did not know what he does and if you saw him, you would not know that this man is loaded and wealthy. Mm -hmm. And. I asked him, like, well, why do you like to keep, you know, low profile? He's like, oh, that's just my style. And he told me when he dates, he rarely, very seldomly tells women what he does. Mm-hmm. And I told him, well, why is that you do that? And he said, because I want to know that they're interested in me for me, right. not because of my money. And I'm telling you, if you see this guy. He looks like a, you know, just a regular guy. You would not think that this man is sitting on a gold mine. Right. Now, now, now don't get it twisted. He, he worked like hard. Lying? He worked his ass off. Lying, though? What's that? Do you feel like it's a lie to withhold what he really does? Um, um, I feel like him? he just, uh, like, you know, he, he says that he feels that when the time is appropriate, Mm-hmm. He will open up, but early on, he does not like to discuss too much details of what work he does with women because he doesn't want to be targeted. Mm-hmm. And he wants to feel that whoever is pursuing him or interested in him is genuinely interested in, in him because of the individual, not because of the potential bank account earnings. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you know what? That's an interesting, that's an interesting approach. Yeah. But I understand where he's coming from because nowadays, like, you know, you, you have to be careful. Uh, I, I had another friend of mine mention to me. He said, um, he said, Jorge, make sure that you guard 
your heart like you guard your money. Mm. You shouldn't trust your money with anyone. And you shouldn't be trusting your heart with anybody. And I was like, damn, that's that's deep. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, and not just right up front, even though I think um, if you're an open individual who, you know, again, if you're not going to enter the dating pool full of cynicism and, you know, looking for the, the other shoe to drop, things to go wrong, whatever, if you're really trying to give it a chance, you know, as much of you as you can put to the table, I think is important because, you know, we talk about not sending a representative all the time, but then, you know, people are coming out um, playing games, money grubbing, whatever, manipulating and all that. So it, it does make it feel like, how do I let my guard down in the midst of all this? But I think there are some cues, um, you know, when you're looking at profiles, um, you know, if you're a guy who's pretty modest or who, um, you know, you're not out going to the Met, you're not spending tickets every week for Panther games or, you know, you're not really like a baller like that, let's say. Right. Then you probably don't want to pick the girl who's showing you, you know, Christian Louboutins on her profile pic. You know, she's wearing the Gucci belts and, um, you know, everything is a name brand on every picture that she has. Or she's looking like she's out on yachts and a vacation picture in every shot. And I think, like, sometimes we don't read the room with with just even going on the profiles or talking to somebody out somewhere. A lot of times, you know, we like you said, we get kind of mesmerized, charmed yep. uh, or whatever but then we're not really listening to what they're saying. I think a lot of times people are hearing what's, what's being said, but in the back of our mind, we're playing the tape. Oh, I know if they were with me though, I would be enough. Oh, if, if I were to be with them, I know I could change. I could change that about him because I show him so much love. He'd be so devoted. He wouldn't want to live that life anymore. Or do those things anymore. Or be with that woman anymore, or whatever. And I'm just like, we got to stop singing these songs to ourselves and romanticizing yeah. the facts in front of us. Like, see what's in front of your face. And it is some, it's one thing a person completely changes who they are and hides things from you knowing that they are full of shit. But I'm like, when you see these pictures, sometimes I'm just like, no, I know that. I, I'm going to be honest. And it's going to sound maybe judgmental. I don't know. But at this point in my life, I'm just I'm open to being honest. If I see a profile with a man who has a ton of misspelled words, I'm gonna know that we're not equally yoked because I was a former teacher and principal. Education matters to me. Yep. And I know I will have a difficult time with somebody who misuses words or and I'm not saying just like once or twice every once in a while, but I'm talking about in your whole conversation with me, we really can't talk about books. Like somebody who says all they do all day is watch TV and plays video games. I'm not going to be equally yoked with that person because that's not what I do all day long. Those things don't interest me enough. And I do believe you should have your own interests. But if that's all you've got on your profile, I'm not, I wouldn't pick that person. 
you know, because that's yeah, not, that's not, that's not a good fit for your style and your intellect. They're not going to be able to keep up. They're not going to be able to satisfy you mentally. Right. And so I think sometimes people don't really pay attention. That's why you should really read those profile, um, <laughs> those, those profiles and, and people that don't have one. I don't really pick those people because I'm like, I don't know anything about you other than what you look like. <laughs> yep. so superficial. What am I going to do? Just look at you all night? <laughs> like, I don't know. Uh, maybe I'm maybe I'm too picky. I don't know, Poppy. But... I mean, listen, those listen, those are fair statements. Um, you know, that can that can kind of give you clues to what you might run into. Um, also, like another thing when it comes to this one of the behaviors that tends to be pretty common with gold diggers is entitlement. Entitlement is a big, big thing. So if you start to see entitlement early on, whether it be through conversation, through phone calls, or even on the first or second date, run, (laughs) run. (laughs) Um, Because, you know, entitlement, entitlement tends to go together with, with, um, you know, gold diggers and oftentimes, um, you'll have like people who are this blunt with it. They'll even threaten you that, Hey, I'm going to end the relationship. If you don't, if you don't give me this, or if you don't buy me this, and that is, that is as transparent as it's going to get. Right. Right. And especially, and here's the thing, like for guys who are in relationships and you show up for your woman um mentally or your partner let me say because it could be any type of relationship of course but if you show up for your partner mentally emotionally um if you are trying to make spiritual connections if you are um you know thoughtful if you do thoughtful things and it doesn't always take money for that but you know if if i know that you enjoy being out in nature and i decide i want to do a date let's go kayaking or let's you know let's go walking in this new park or you know do something like that then that means that even though I might not be into that it's something you enjoy I wanted to take part in it because it's something I know you like um doesn't cost any real money for that but if all you get for your effort is I don't know why you took me here I would rather be at a restaurant in South Park or I don't know why you, you know, people that tear down your thoughtfulness, that's another sign to me of a person mm. that is a gold digger because, you know, a man who really wants to engage with you and not just buy you things all the time. And I sound like I'm fussing at the women. I'm not, I'm not really trying to do that. But if you're a gold digger, you can take it how you would like. But I'm just saying, like, a lot of men have gone rogue because they've been hurt by people who, took advantage of their niceness and ladies too, let me say that, uh, who took advantage of their niceness and left them feeling nothing but used and unappreciated. And I feel like sometimes I've come across some of those men who want you now to prove to them that you're not a gold digger or prove to them that you have um, so much to offer them before they ever show you their hand because they've been hurt by somebody who, all they did was line them up to see how much they could get out the cash app. You know what? Um, so I, um, I've had a few buddies who, you know, they're pretty well off and I've told them, look, when you're out here dating, don't, I, I, I personally, I have told them this, look, I don't think going to Ruth's Chris on the first date is a good idea. 
Right. And, and, the, re- and the reason for that is, mm-hmm. number one, uh, once you take her to Ruth's Chris, where the hell are you going to take her on the second date? Right, <laughs> like that's the cre- that's the cream <laughs> of the crop. <laughs> so anywhere you go, <laughs> she's gonna be like, "We going where?" <laughs> so, so I'm like, "Look, you you gotta earn you gotta earn your stripes with me." Like, don't get me wrong, I love to eat good. I think you I think you see that, uh, but you know, within my means, uh, I certainly don't bite off more than I can chew. But I definitely wouldn't start right off the bat somewhere super luxurious and fancy because you're already kind of setting off the wrong vibe and expectation. And I want this person, this woman to appreciate me for who I am, not for, Hey, what fancy place can this man take me to? Well, you know, maybe that is a good, um, that's a good tactic to see. Like if I take you out somewhere nice the first time and we go somewhere, you know, a little more down to earth and <laughs> you know earthy or I say I'm gonna cook for you you know it maybe that kind of helps to see really where that person is coming from honestly because if you set that expect expectation that high the first time and she complains about the second place that you decide you're gonna go if it's a picnic in the yard or cooking out you know cooking at a house that really could be very uh strategic honestly mm. I'm, I'm just saying, um, playing know, devil's advocate. <laughs> yeah. How appreciative is a person if I do this for you, but then we go here? Do you complain about, oh, you took me to such and such the first time? Uh, like I'll say, uh, I, I met a really, really nice guy. Um, he took me to this amazing restaurant, rooftop restaurant. And that was, you know, the first date, which that was kind of unexpected. We really, met for drinks and ended up having such really good conversation and everything. We decided to prolong the date and go out to eat. And cause usually like on a first date, cause if the, if the chemistry isn't that great, kind of like we did, you know, <laughs> the chemistry, right. right. We can leave no harm, no foul, whatever. But um, the second date, we decided to do something a little, you know, a little more down to earth or whatever. But to me, the second date was just as good or better because we really got a chance to connect. And, you know, I got to see him in a more relaxed setting. It wasn't such, you know, it wasn't a rooftop or anything like that. It was like a patio date. And um, I I don't even think he ordered anything but something to drink. And I got like a salad because I didn't want a lot, but I was a little hungry. So I didn't act like I wasn't. Um, But I was still just as thankful for, you know, and he picked up the tab both times, but I still felt grateful about, you know, thank you. Um, I don't know. I just, gratitude goes such a long way to me. Um, and I want the opportunity to be able to say, you know what, this has been great. It's been such a good vibe. You know, for me, I either number one, offer to cook or number two, you know what? I'll pick up the tab for drinks tonight or something like that. Cause yeah. I'm just after every couple of dates, I'm like, give a man a break. I mean, look, if you really not just about the money, I, I don't know, for some reason, I don't know why I feel like I have to prove that, but I've been so independent most of my life. I, I don't want anybody to think, I don't want anybody to think you can buy me either. Like, I guess that's the opposite side of, you know, somebody being a gold digger. It's not that I'm so independent. I don't need a man. 
but it is I don't want you to feel like you can use your money to do whatever you want or say whatever you want with me and let me let me be clear um I believe that if you are interested in someone and you are trying to sweep somebody off their feet then you want to do nice things and nice gestures and I am all for that but that should be something that organically manifest right now I've I've been out on a couple of dates where I've had women that were asking me to buy them drinks while we're out and I said no <laughs> and mm-hmm. don't get me wrong not because I don't mind buying you a drink but I want to do it on my own accord not mm-hmm. because you are asking me because then to me that either shows me that hey you're just trying to get free drinks off me for the night or you're just trying to get fucked up and you're not trying to get to know me either or it's, it's not a good look. look yeah bad look it's a I bad heard. look and you already know I don't drink a lot so that's not really my vibe right so that was a big turnoff for me uh and I that was probably the worst state that I had with one of them where I just left her um, because of her conduct and because mm-hmm. I felt like she was literally just trying to squeeze my wallet and not interested in really getting to know me. So I just, I left her. Wow. Um, and that was a big, yeah. big turnoff for me because don't get me wrong. If a woman uh, is appreciative and I enjoy her company, mm-hmm. I don't mind spoiling. I'm, I don't mind doing nice things, but it's got to feel natural. But if you start right. asking for it or expecting it, that to me is a big turnoff. And I've, I've talked to women who say, yeah, this guy, he would take me to concerts or he would take me out to dinner, but I had no romantic interest in this guy. Mm-hmm. But I know that a lot of these guys, they did, but they, you know, they were like, hey, he's giving me free shit. So why am I going to say no? Yeah. And I feel like that's using a person. Like I really can't. I, my conscience won't allow me to play a guy like that I'm like you know it's one thing if a guy knows that you're not romantically interested but you still want to hang out as friends and he's like hey I got these tickets to this concert I really don't want to go by myself you know would you like to go I know we're not together or anything like that but you know we're good friends I'd love for you to come I would say yes to that because I feel like no strings attached he knows that I'm not interested like that like beyond friends and I don't feel like I'm using somebody who's in the know. But if I'm, you know, like putting out false promises or false hope to somebody, I, I just I don't think that that leads to to good karma. Like, you know, you reap what you sow, and that who might really care about you, you can look to have somebody that you care about possibly doing you the same way eventually. And I just don't want that. I don't want that hanging on my conscience, hurting somebody unnecessarily. You know. Especially going to come out, find somebody and dump them. I talk to people all the time, man, that part of the issue with society as a whole nowadays is that whenever somebody does something nice for someone, they do it, but then they're sticking their hand out expecting something in return. Right. And that's part of the problem, right? Like a guy takes you out to a nice dinner and now he's expecting something. Right. Instead of just be like, hey, you know what? I really wanted to see what you were about. I wanted to enjoy your company. I wanted to get to know you and find out who you are as a woman. Mm-hmm. See, that that's a different approach then. But if a guy is single, is just saying, hey, I want to take you out to dinner because 
you're going to sleep with me tonight. Then that, that's, that's just a completely different vibe. Right. And I, I ain't about that. Um, so that's the thing is that in society nowadays is that people will do nice things, but they do nice things with the expectation of something in return. And Thanks. it's unfortunate. Yeah. Well, and I think that might be a part of the reason that, you know, I'm not saying men have caused gold diggers, but, you know, we've lived in a society that has set women up to do what it takes to survive, especially as, you know, we don't have a, you know, traditional nuclear families like we used to. Uh, Women make less. We know that to be a true statement. We're still trying to get paid dollar for dollar for the same jobs and sometimes more education than men. Um, So women are doing more oftentimes making less. And then, you know, you throw children in the mix with single mom families and there's this, this whole survival brain takes over, you know, how I'm about my brain research. I'm like, when you're in survival brain, that's the amygdala. That's the, the, that the base of your spine and, that are at the base of your neck and that is exactly the part of your brain that is reptile brain that's like a primitive brain where it's all about survival and doing what it takes to live and so people are making decisions out of fear of what's going to happen to me if I don't find somebody to protect me or help me or do this for me uh what if I don't find somebody to love me what if you know what if I'm alone and lonely for the rest of my life I, I think there's so many reasons why we now have players. I'm afraid I'll get hurt. Gold diggers. I'm afraid, mm-hmm. you know, out here in the cold, look at all, you know, there's like what, 10 women to every man or some awful statistic like that. So you feel like there's all this competition. Right. You know, how am I going to make it out here? And it's just like, it's so crazy that that is what is driving us and not love. Like fear is driving us in our decision-making, not love. And it's such a sad state of affairs sometimes, but I'm ever hopeful. Uh, haven't given up on, you know, on myself or the fact that I think, you know, whatever that elusive it is, that it can be found. But I think, you know, the shows like this, we're trying to help people at least navigate what some of the potholes are on the way to it. You Absolutely. Know? So just to recap and to finalize the conversation, if you have someone who is very who's taken a huge affinity of what you do and your finances mm-hmm. and what your family's wealth looks like, run, <laughs> run far, because that is not how you genuinely get to know somebody by getting to know their wealth and their pockets. Oh, that right. is not, that is yeah. not the right approach and fall and trust your gut feeling. Cause your gut feeling will tell you, you know what? Like this guy seems like he's after something else more than just my heart and if that's the case you don't need that there's plenty there's plenty of people out there that will appreciate you for who you are instead of trying to buy love and for men too there's a lot of men that bring some of this stuff on themselves because they start spoiling and throwing all this money on these women early on so then they're like hey i need you to do this for the whole relationship now right right and as as fellas you gotta be smart and be yeah. like, hey, look, I'm a, I'm a spoiler. I'm gonna treat you good. I'm gonna treat you like a queen. But you gotta earn this. Well, show me that you love me. Show me that you care. And show me that you mm-hmm. genuinely want to connect with me. Right, but I'm more that. Like I, I don't because I think the whole gold digger prospect is about that whole transactional. I even use the words like earn 
make me feel some type of way in a relationship. Like things are unconditional or we're in a different type of situation. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, I get what you mean as far as I want to do, let's be reciprocal. Can we, can it be, it doesn't have to be the same to be the, to be equal effort on both sides. But, you know, if a man is throwing all that money at a woman in the first place, here's, here's my thing. What do you have to hide that dazzle me and I can't get the real you up front? Mm, Yeah, that's deep. I'm just saying, like, but that at me, like, uh, I'm, you know, in Vegas or something and got all these bright lights, but is it a mirage? Because there's nothing behind the money. Is there anything behind the gifts? Like, what are you really doing when you don't even know me well enough to give me that type of of treatment yet? You see what I'm saying? Like, oh, absolutely. And listen, listen. I wholeheartedly believe that um, the whole buying love, you may feel good for a little bit. It may, it may be, it may feel great for a little bit, but eventually you're going to realize that you are not completely fulfilled. Right. Because you're going to feel an emptiness. Once you get tired of that little lavish life and the gifts and the gift showering, you're going to be like, okay, but he's not, he is not connecting with me. He doesn't really know me as a woman, as a person. All he sees is a trophy wife. That part. So on that note, mm. uh, a great conversation. I hope a lot of people are careful and listen, keep keep your piggy bank tight. <laughs> listen, absolutely. And um, with that, everybody, thank you for joining us again tonight. And we'll be back with more great topics to help you in your relationship cycle. Buenas noches, good people. Thanks for joining us today on The Relationship Cycle with Jorge and Nelsa. Do you have show ideas? Email us at jorgeandnelsa at gmail.com. Follow us on Spotify or anchor.fm for more great shows.